Welcome to the Game Rave Review Podcast. I am your host, Sam, and as I am every week, I am joined by some very talented individuals as we discuss the world of indie games. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite female leads. But before we get into any of that, I would like to introduce who I have with me this week, starting with Taz, who is our Twitch team lead. Taz, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so excited for this week's topic. How are you? I'm... I am here, I'm an existing, I'm doing all right. Thank you for asking. And next we have Puppet, who is our editor-in-chief. Puppet, how are you? Hello, Sam. I am also here, existing. <laughs> I'm glad you are existing, Puppet. Thank you. I, I'm glad you're existing too, Sam. And last but certainly not least is Sarah Sewa, our executive director. Sarah, how are you? I am also existing. Hello. <laughs> I also love how everybody has just started calling me Sawa. Um, I, I might have to legally change my name to have a W in it instead of an R because it is just so adorable. <laughs> yes. It would be funny. Just like, no, no, no. I changed my name. It's now Sawa. Say, say it. Sawa. Thank you. Say it. Sawa. Like, we need Sawa to come to Terminal A. Sawa. Not... Can Sarah please come to the Terminal A? <laughs> Like, what is this? I'm not. I'm sorry. Not. We're all going to say Sawa now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you all for joining me this week. And we'll be right back to what we've been playing. See you there. the game raven review podcast with our segment what we've been playing which is what we've been playing for the last week or so and so we're going to start with puppet puppet what have you been playing well sam i have been busy and tired and exhausted um so i haven't really played a whole lot um so <laughs> i found this gotcha game called um pokemon cafe remix and it's kind of my life right now. Um, it's a great game when you're really tired and you don't want to think very much, but you still want to enjoy like Pokemon. <laughs> um, and it's been uh, super fun. Taz started a guild <laughs> in the game and then recently uh, transferred it over to me because I've been playing it so much. So, uh, yeah, that's been great. I did play one indie. Um, this last week however called spellcaster university and it is delightful um emily reynolds our editor also uh wrote a wonderful review of this game so if you're interested in it go to gameravenreview.com and you'll see it on our front page um it's a it's a great game you uh create a castle um and or a university, a big university, and you have students who enroll, and there's like mythical creatures around the area that you have to look out for in different tribes, and you get to choose what classes the students take, and like you know all this stuff. It's it's very fun. It's very very satisfying. So um, go read about it on our website. 
for sure. So those are my two games for this week. Nice. Taz, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring lately. It's so good. So good. Highly recommend anybody to play it um, because it's like, I don't know, I got like, I couldn't even get through some of like the Dark Souls games, but this one, I loved the open world. I love how linear it wasn't because if I'm like, oh, crap, I'm I'm getting murked over here. I'm just going to go this way and figure out if I can hang out over here. Um, leveling up, I've been fighting all the bosses. I've kind of paused on the story bosses um, in the new areas because I want to fight all the bosses in like Limgrave, the first area, and then the I think it's the southern coasts or whatever. All those bosses, just so I can get all the talismans, ashes of war, things like that. Um, kind of grinding it out, taking my time. I'm not gonna say I'm finding these right off the bat. Uh, as much as I like to explore things, if I'm like thinking objectively, I do have a guy that tells me where these bosses are. I explore the area to my furthest. You know, I won't look any 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 guides for like the area, but only specifically where the boss is, not how to fight them how to beat them purely with my own build because I'm rocking kind of a bandit high dexterity arcane uh, and endurance build. So I'm rocking like some bloodletting stuff that does high critical damage. Um, and that's kind of my build. Uh, most because I kind of went into it like not doing any research on the builds because it only starts you off like your builds are only like, oh, these are your great starting stats for just starting out. Um, and I kind of want to keep that consistent. Um, but Elden Ring has been great. I have no idea what's going on in the story. You have to like read all the items and stuff, which is really cool. I love all my summoned like dogs and or excuse me, wolves and like my giant jellyfish that helps me out and takes hits and does poison damage. It's awesome. Um, and they're just adorable and they're undead, so I don't feel bad when they die. Um, so it's <laughs> great because um, that already happened to them. They're just helping me out voluntarily, purely voluntarily. We're all a team here. We're all a squad. Um, and it's been great. I haven't done a lot of PvP yet. I kind of want to do that a little bit more um, just to see how I can hang with other players. But it's been a great experience. Very nice. You, so you didn't get it affected by the patch they did from your build? Actually, no. My I, 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 puppet was there with me. Like, we were just like on our phones, just chilling after we watched a movie or something. And I was reading the patch notes of 1.03, and it did not affect my build, which was great because a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, they're going to nerf blood letting and stuff like that which they might still in the future but uh i've seen a lot of funny tiktoks about like what to do now that <laughs> they've like some they've uh 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 nerfed some things and what things are better and worse and whatnot so but no to answer your question it did not affect my build which i'm super happy about okay wait yeah. i have a question mm -hmm. bloodletting is a weapon it's a an effect so i have uh Hold on. Like it hurts people because bloodletting is supposed to be a healing thing. I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking the wrong thing. Um, it's blood something. Blood. I'm just gonna is it go like this. draining or something? Okay, so I'm rocking Reduvia, which is a um a dagger because I'm rocking daggers mostly, and it has um okay so Reduvia blood blade, which. Excuse me, blood loss is. I knew it, it was BL. Oh, okay, I was so confused. I was My like, bad. blood That's letting? Like, blood oh. loss build. Blood up, loss. Okay. Which is great because uh, it, it stacks on your enemy, and once it hits its max stack, um, 
it gives out a huge chunk of percentage uh, based on that uh, enemy's health total. So ideal for big bosses. You want to use this ability, it builds up, boom, huge, giant, massive hit. Um, whether no matter like how weak your stats are compared to the boss, it does a percentage based attack. It's awesome. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. Ah, guess guess I'm next on this list of because I'm going down the list. Um, I played a little game that is I believe it's an indie game. It looks indie to me. Um, called the Red Strings Club. It is a pixel art murder mystery kind of thing. Where you're trying to take down this corporate conspiracy because they're going to take over people's minds. Because in the future, we all have, like, enhancements. And you can put that into whatever way you want to put enhancements. But we all have, like, little robot enhancements, you know. Eyes, brains, hands, whatever you want to change out, you can. And so the corporate people are like, hey, why don't we just, like, stop all war in the world by just, I don't know, brainwashing everyone. It's like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm really down with that or not. And so that's kind of the game is you try to figure out if you're down with that or not. And you get to jump to different characters. Um, I think it's really fun. Like, it is something that I really like of just like the morality of talking to a character who's like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to brainwash people. And I'm like, well, I don't like I get the idea, but like maybe maybe not everyone, though, or at least give us the opportunity to discuss it. Like, no, we're just going to, like, you should read your terms of agreement, which I found hilarious. Because it's like, yeah, if you read your terms of agreements when you get your implants, they all say we can do updates as much as we want. <laughs> and you can't say a thing about it. And I'm like, oh, that's true. Because I don't read terms of agreements either. Too long. Because, again, like, if there was some term of agreements that my firstborn child would have to be taken, I'd be like, well, I didn't, so- I didn't read that. I'm so sorry, tiny human. But shoo along. Um, but I think it's a really fun game. I like the characters. I like the atmosphere. The music is really great. Um, there are some mini games in it as well where you have to like, <laughs> you have to form certain enhancements for people where it's like, hey, man, I'm a pause player, but I'm not getting that much attention. And so you get them a piece that makes them more, what's the word? like to make them more, not attractive, but like, you have more charisma. So now people will like you better. Oh, I have this big business deal to do. Cool. Well, this gives you the ability to, again, be able to convince people to buy your product. Like, it's like, okay, cool. Then, of course, you can also do bad things, like make someone not care about their corporate life whatsoever and burn it all to the ground. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't mind doing that. Let's see, let's see where that goes. Um, but this was on sale uh, about a week or so ago, and I played a few hours of it. I really like it. Again, the Red Strings Club. I've also played Have a Nice Death, which is about a little chibi death person who is upset because all his minions are like killing a lot of the peoples for no good reason. And he's like, there's an order to this, and why are we getting so many deaths? So now I have to go out and bring my scythe and beat up all my minions. And Again, it's fun. It is a, we talked about it last week, I believe, as well. I really like the game. I enjoy the power-up system. I enjoy the character design. Have a Nice Death, however, is not for those who are triggered by certain um, visuals. Because, again, this is about death. 
So there is a character that, how can I say this? Um, there's a character whose weapon is a rope. Oh. For reasons. And it's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, okay. Also, though, cute. Because it is a cute little character. But then you notice that his weapon's a rope. And you're like, oh. Mm, interesting. Oh, okay. Okay, that's, sure. Again, optional bosses. Because that, that is an optional boss. But again, I think it's a fun game overall. Again, I like the characters. It's the same people who did Fandango, which again, not Fandango, Grim Fandango. There it is. Mm. And like, it's in that same kind of realm, right? Like, yes, this is depressing because we're in hell, death's realm, wherever we are, underworld. But it's still that cutesy kind of atmosphere they try to mix in, which I think they do a decent enough job to. Again, if you like action and fast-pacedness, that's also what this is. Weapon upgrades are fun. Trying to defeat bosses are, is fun as well. So I like that. And last game I played would be Horizon Zero Dawn because Forbidden West came out and Zero Dawn was on sale with DLC for like $10. And I was like, well, I can just play this. <laughs> like, it's a lot cheaper. And I instantly loved Al- Alloy. Alloy? Alloy. Yeah, like the metal. Um, I really like her design. I don't see why people complain about what, the way she looks. I think she looks fine. Um, I also like that she is male, like main protagonist. So it's like, Eloy, how am I supposed to do the thing as I am an adult? And I always do the thing myself. But now that she's here, I do not know how to do anything else. And it's just funny. It's like she helps everyone out, which is cool. And there are optionals that you don't have to do. But it's funny to have like that moment of like, ah, I have to make this decision. Hey, Alloy, can you help? It's like, all right. It's like, like, sure. What do you need? Okay. Yes, I'll help you. Human who is probably 30 plus who should be able to do this on their own. But sure. Okay, that's fine. Video game got a video game. So we have to make this somehow work. Uh, but I love her design. I love the character. I love the world. Like finding that mystery of like what happened to the old world kind of thing is cool. Once you figure that out, it's like, oh, that makes sense, I guess. That's fine. But yeah, I really do enjoy it. I like that character. We might talk about her later on today as well. But yeah, those are the games I have been playing. Cool. And um, Have a Nice Death, they also uh, did Tribes of Midgard, it looks like. Like I said, this company, like it's... It's a good company. Like, I think it's a good game. It's just, there is no trigger warnings. So that's why I'm like, eh, just, mm. like, I want to put that out there just in case. So it was like, Sam said, like, no, no, no. <laughs> Sam also told you to <laughs> watch out. <laughs> yes, right. Um, but yeah, that was me. And Sarah, what have you been playing? Um, well, <laughs> uh, I've been playing my old faithful uh, Final Fantasy 14. I will spare you guys the entire <laughs> plug for it. <laughs> Critically acclaimed Final Fantasy XIV. Yes. Um, Sam missed it. I did. Sam, Sam just had to bring it in. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix, hire me, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing a lot of that, and I've been playing a lot of The Sims. I've been really hooked on character creation lately, which I've also been doing in Final Fantasy. Um, lots of just, like, making new characters, seeing that kind of thing. Um, I think, is it Elden Ring? That has like that really in-depth character creation for one of those new games that's out. Yes. Yeah, I've been um, I was watching my husband do it 
and I'm almost tempted to just make a character because I want to make a character. Um, but yeah, that and Beat Saber has been my addiction lately. Trying to get back into my VR kick. Uh, it's been a nice, you know, way to listen to some music and get some exercise and you get to feel good about beating your high scores. But yeah, it's it's not the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy fourteen. But you know, all, all these other <laughs> games, I do, I do love, but I do have an obvious favorite, of course. I, Sarah, since you are here and you are our Final Fantasy expert here, oh, feelings you. on the Stranger of Paradise and the Big Muscly Man. Yes. Okay. I have no opinions other than the Twitter memes that are coming out of it, um, and I absolutely adore them because there's a fight for people who want to just defeat chaos, and they mm-hmm. are changing that to their name. <laughs> and then people who are like, there are other things that we can fight besides chaos and are fighting against it. No, um, it's just yes. one thing in this man's mind is, is fight chaos. Exactly. Like, I just, I see this, like, is this Final Fantasy? Like, I guess. No. Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, I didn't even, like, I just glazed right over it because I was like, eh. But I like the, I guess I really just like the very fantasy aspect of the game. I mean, my profile picture right now is my dragon girl. So, um, you know. You know, I don't know. Next question. Next one. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, do you have a favorite Final Fantasy? Uh, well, actually, we're, we're kind of going to get into that later, so I will spare you. I, I wait with bated breath. Yes. Well, thank you all for your answers, and we'll be right back with the question of the week. with our segment question of the week in our discord and if you'd like to join our discord gamerreview.com link right there we ask a question roughly every day on different video game kind of questions whether it's which link is your favorite which final fantasy game is your favorite um which pokemon starter do you think is the best and why is it not gen 2 um hey Oh, man. But again, this is the kind of question we like to ask in our Discord every day, and we pull one of those questions out to ask for the podcast. This week, I pulled this question because <laughs> I'm sure it will bring wonderful feelings to the entire crowd. What makes you upset while playing video game? Now, is anyone ready to answer the question? Oh, Sarah, do you? Sure. Well, yeah. Um, I guess really the big thing that gets me, I love story driven games. Um, so the stories will probably make me upset more than anything else. I know this is probably meant to be, I guess, more like a mechanic y question. Um, but that always seems to be what gets me, just because I think I like playing more chill games to begin with, so there's not too much to get upset over. Either that or just like dumb mistakes. Like when I accidentally click the wrong thing in, you know, my fighting rotation and then I have to start all over. Or Stardew Valley, I'm always big on like rewatering the same crop and then I only have like one watering left in my watering can and there's one little plot that's left and I'm like, dang it, and I have to go like refill my whole watering can again to water one little like 
corn stalk. Um, but yeah, either either the story or like the very little like stupid things that I mess up. Very very opposite ends of the spectrum, I guess. Taz, what makes you upset? What makes you upset when playing video games? Probably ooh, non pausable cutscenes. Mm. Yes, I hate going into a situation or like someone's giving me a call, someone needs me, and I'm like I'm afraid to hit the start button because I don't know <laughs> if it'll skip, if it'll pause, if it'll just only give me a warning of oh, this is the button to skip, press it. I'm like I don't, but I'm trying to pause. I don't, I don't, I won't be able to see this again. I don't have to look look at YouTube just to find this. Like people need me, and I can't like uh, like I'm sorry, I can't. I, I'm watching something. <laughs> Like, I think that's my biggest, like, upset pit peeve. Make cutscenes possible. Very nice. Puppet. Um, what makes me upset during video games? Uh, a couple things. One, when my controller doesn't work. <laughs> or when I, uh, am playing a, um, like, a PlayStation game or something, and I'm used to a Nintendo controller, and I hit the wrong button because oh of muscle God. memory. I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. Uh, I had something else. Um, the other thing that bothers me. Uh, well, we're gonna talk about one of them later in this podcast, so I won't cover that one. Yeah. Okay, hold on. My brain is a little slow today, so I do have another one that I was like ready to talk about where are you <laughs> um loading times mm. loading times when like <laughs> uh animal crossing um when loading times are just ridiculous and you go outside of a place and then you're like oh shoot i forgot to get this thing and then you have to go back in again and it's like <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a good face to pause. <laughs> that was a funny face. Uh, but she'll be back. Um. Uh, hi, I'm back. I don't hi. know where I left. <laughs> Did I say loading times? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I. I. I don't like unnecessary loading times, especially if you forget something inside of a house or something, and you have to turn around and go back, and it's like. 15 seconds solid of just loading times. Um, yes. Oh, also, wow. Now I have like a whole laundry list. Um, <laughs> the final one that I'll say, uh, when a game is unnecessarily difficult or a part of a game is unnecessarily difficult and it disrupts the storyline. I hate that so much because I play like Sarah said, like I, I like story in games. and so. Um, when the gameplay is overshadowing the story, it just, it's so unnecessary to me and I just hate it. So there you go. Okay. That's all for now. <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, what makes me upset while playing the video games? Ah, uh, the, it's been so long since we've been together for me to do this rant. Um, <clears throat> games that aren't finished. Um, Games that aren't finished is one of those things that I have noticed a lot lately. And, I mean, let's call a game out. FNAF, um, Security Breach again, yay for you guys. Um, <clears throat> where it is obvious that a game is not finished and your game has been delayed, like, several times. 
to the point that you still release it and then give a day one patch that doesn't really fix a lot of your problems. Like to me, and again, the argument of is it is it fair to do that to an indie studio versus like you know your Cap Capcoms or whatever Square Enix is. Again, fair is a strong word to not use, but to me, it is kind of like a first date. And if you come wrinkly and smelly, it's like, well, this is my first date, though. I get better through time. And it's like, but you're wrinkly and smelly right now, though. Like, this is my first time playing your game, experiencing your game, and I'm not having a good time with it. This doesn't load in correctly. It's obvious that certain assets weren't pulled the way they should have been pulled or added when they wouldn't should have been, shouldn't have been added. And to me, I'm seeing that a lot in a, in a lot of games that are now coming out with like your day one patch of like four gigs. And you're like, wait, why is there a four gig download for this game that just came out? Big patches or like DLC is going to yeah. be on the way. And I'm like, oh, I would, I, I, I totally agree. I'd rather wait another month or two or three to have a full game than have to like be downloading patches every week and looking forward to DLC. Like I just, I want the full experience. Again, I, man, for that, I, I love them so much. And an example I gave about the dating thing, it could be a year from now, someone picks up that game and it's perfect and it's fine because they fixed all those bugs and that's great. My issue is again, my first, my first look at you is and there's a I forgot the exact quote, but they it was a YouTube video that I love where it just discusses like an anime that pretty much like yeah this anime was kind of okay, but then gave you homework to watch this other show that explained this show, and it's like you said with the DLC, it's like yeah we could explain that in the main game, but we didn't have time to, so here's the DLC for twenty dollars for you to get the full, quote unquote full experience, and it's like but I just paid like fifty for this game. Why am I now having to pay extra to fix? Like, okay, cool. Like, I like story. I like the I like the lore, you know. So when it comes to games that aren't finished, it's like, especially obviously finished. Like, and again, Security Breach had that moment of it didn't come out at midnight. It came out at like eight p.m. and then they gave they gave a tweet saying, "Yeah, we had to twerk like twerk. <laughs> we had to tweak a few. I rather them twerk. I rather <laughs> see." Freddie Fazbear twerking, even though that actually is a meme. Find it on the TikTok if you want to of Fazbear twerking doing silly <laughs> dances. But like you have the moment of like we had to tweak a few things, and I'm like, what are you tweaking it in like five hours? Like if your game's not finished, just say that it's not finished, and give me like Sarah said a month, and be like, hey guys, Feb- February we're gonna drop it, and I'm like, cool, great. That to me is fine. But when you start playing games where or like the old, um, I think it was Street Fighter 4, I think. Or was it one of the Marvel vs. Capcoms where people did like data mining in the game and realized, hey, you know all that paid DLC you're paying for? It's in the game. You just have to pay for it. And it's like, oh, well, that makes me feel like you're just here for the money. And I know that, you know, in this world of capitalism that we are, you want to make money, sure. But I don't know, like a lot of this just seems like I'd rather you... I'd rather give you the game now and then apologize later and say, like, hey, well, we gave you the patch, though, after you paid for it and after maybe it crashed a few times. But we gave you that, we gave you that patch a week or two, a month later. That's cool. Again, I wish I could do that in my, in my job. <laughs> Just be like, hey, it's not finished. You know, I know you want me this report tonight. Ah, it's not going to be done until, like, next week, though. 
I hope that's okay. I, I'll, I'm going to give you the patch tomorrow. Like, this is, so, this is like half the report. I'm going to give you that rest of that patch tomorrow, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, okay. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yes, that is what I upset with video games while playing video games. Them not being finished. And hey, if you, you, yes, you, if you would like to answer those kind of questions, please join our Discord. Again, going to GameRavenReview.com. You will find a link right there for our Discord. And we'll be right back with our main segment. See you there. With our main segment, where we're going to talk about our favorite female leads. But before we get into our favorite leads, we want to kind of discuss on what, I guess, qualifies as a quote-unquote female lead. Papa, would you like to start? I think uh, we're trying to focus on actual female leads. So females that have their own game and not just like strong female characters. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of difficult. To find uh, female leads. It was for me, at least. I grew up playing Nintendo. I'm a big Nintendo player. And um, I was on their website looking at, uh, you know, strong female characters. And only one character that they featured had her own game. And that was Samus, which I think is actually on your list, Sam. So if you want to start there, we could do that. I did have Samus there. I also took Samus off, but I will, don't mind talking about the Samus. Um, Samus, again, I'm at a, I used to be a big Nintendo boys, you know, back in the day, my Super Nintendo. Um, sadly, I have walked away from that and now have a new relationship with my Sony. Thank you, PlayStation. You're the love of my life. Um, the only love I've ever gotten. <laughs> but Samus is one of those characters, right? Like, it is the strong eight-foot-tall woman who... Is awesome. And I remember like the first reveal that she was a woman, right? And everyone's like, she's a girl. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, cool. Like, please don't be upset by that. Like, please, of all the things to be upset by, her gender doesn't matter. Like, I think she's a great character. I think the games are good. Dread is a wonderful game. Again, that, please play that if you can. Mm. Like, even now with their new modes they, they have, where you get hit once, you're dead. Or if you are like me and are horrible at video games, they give you an easy mode, which I'm like, thank you. You, you care about me personally. Like, thank you, Nintendo. I, I listen. Thank you. Also, free updates, which I also appreciate because that's needed. But to me, Samus is one of those, like, if you are making a list of, like, top 10 female leads, she's on that list. Mm-hmm. Like with mm-hmm. armor, without armor, like sm- like in Smash, where everyone will see her, 
Yeah. Like that's a, that's a top tier for me. Like that's a top 10, I think in the back of my head of a list of like, okay, what female leads do I like? Yeah. She's on that list with a number of others. Yeah. But anyway, I just, (laughs) I wanted to mention just like how difficult it is to find, you know, female leads that actually have their own game when you're a Nintendo fan like myself. Um, I have a few like strong female characters that I really enjoy. Um, but literally like for, um, cause it, uh, is it March? That is a women's history month. Yeah. So for women's history month, um, Nintendo on their website, they have a, a page that says these women are playing with power. And so they list all of their like, you know, top strong female, uh, characters and they have peach Samus. Pauline, Zelda, Toadette, Isabel, <laughs> Rosalina, Daisy, Ribbon Girl from Arms. Okay, I was like, who and is Pearl, uh, yeah, Pearl and Marina from Splatoon Two. That's it. And one of those has their own game. Well, technically, the Splatoon Girl does. Yeah, true. Yeah, how much how how much story is actually in Splatoon? I've never. Shh, uh, don't worry about that part. I actually <laughs> don't know. Like I played Splatoon like maybe once at a friend's house. Like, oh, this is fun, and then right. I walked away. But yeah, that <laughs> of that list, you have one solid and like two maybes because Ribbon Girl yeah. is like the Ken and Ryu of what arms? There we go. I remember of arms, and then you have Squid Girl, who is. Again, kind of again, like the Kinnariu of Splatoon. Each has yeah. her own game, but it's also very much just a spinoff. So it's one of those yeah. things where it feels like not even like a Luigi's Mansion type thing, where that is very much its own established series. It was just a here's a game about Peach, and like <laughs> that was it. Um, right. And like I want to, I love Rosalina so so much. And I actually yeah. I was sitting there like wanting to put her on the list because she is a lot of who like Mario Galaxy is about. But you're not playing as her. You're not. You have to like work to get to the point where you're seeing her story. Like there's the whole library part that there is, and you can like see how strong she was, and you could see what she did, but you don't play through that. And it is so easy to just ignore that entire thing and just run around as Mario collecting coins. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Yeah. Right. Yep. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to start with me, that's, you know, I'm just going to gripe about how little there is uh, when it yeah. comes to female leads. But um, I have others on my list. Um, but... Uh, yeah, none none really from Nintendo. There's a few that I kind of wish had their own game, like Rosalina, like you're saying. Sarah, I think she's a great character. Um, Zelda needs her own game, and I'm a little disappointed that rumors are saying that Breath of the Wild 2 won't have her as much as we thought. But um, hey, what can you do? Slow, Ooh, slow progress. Um, um, there's a new Nintendo character. Again, also, you just want more female leads, just come, up, just come over to... To come over to Sony. We have a lot of those. But <laughs> yeah. also, they bought Bayonetta, so that's another one oh. we can add to the list. They did buy Bayonetta. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, that is on your list. It looks like twice, Sam. So um, we're gonna go back to you. Oh no. That's also that was because it was like Bayonetta and then the game. 
But yeah, Bayonetta. Again, I have a theme of tall women. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bayonetta's a cool character. Like, again, being bought by Nintendo, which was kind of a big deal when it came out because Nintendo is quote-unquote family-friendly and Bayonetta is smacking people on the rear ends a lot of times. Um, meh. Just, just let that happen. Um, but yes, I like Bayonetta. I think she's, a, again, another cool character. Another character that, like, to me... When I see her, it's just like, oh my god, look at that strong female lead. It's she's a cool character who also is a woman, right? Like it's not like, oh, well, I wish there was a man I can play with. No, it's just I want to play the game. I want to do my combos. I want to put that man on that that sex wheel over there. See what happens. I don't know. Like this, this is this, this is what this game is. You know, like I like the lore again. The angels and demons thing is fun. Like what is any of this? Why is that gross looking? cool like the design and bayonet of the game is just really cool i and i'm getting her like rivaled friend's name with like the long white hair but no i don't, I don't know like i just enjoy her as a character i think that's fun like i like these games i can't wait for the third one to come out finally whenever nintendo decides to drop that whenever <laughs> and Again, like Nintendo and our rants about them not having that many female characters, I think that is something that can be changed. Like, again, give Zelda her own game. That'd be fine. Like, mm-hmm. who, like who's going to look at that and again be like, hey, guess it's a girl? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's, it's, is it a fun game? <laughs> right. I always thought that there was a game that had Zelda as the lead. Like, I haven't played them, and I, I know that, like, Legend of Zelda, like, Link is the actual lead character. But, like, as somebody just observing from the outside and seeing how much, like, media there is around Zelda herself and, like, how many fans there are, I was convinced, like, literally until this podcast, that she (laughs) had her own game. Like, a spinoff or something. Like, she had to have had that at some point. Yeah, no. And, like, it's saddening to hear that she has had so much of, like, a fan base and a following without even having that, like, on her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's kind of a it's it's amazing to me. Like, they they use her face and everything to get people in, and then then you just play as Link the whole time. There is a version of Zelda Tetra who I think needs her own game a hundred percent. Like, if I were to choose a an iteration of Zelda, it would be Tetra from um from Wind Waker. She is this pirate who has her own crew. And she is completely in control and has no idea that she is a princess, whatever. And then when she finds out, she's like, hey, I, I'm i a pirate queen, but, you know, I understand that, that you need my help right now, so I'll do that. But I'm still going to maintain who I am as this, like, pirate queen. Um, so, you know... I, yeah, Zelda needs her own game, definitely. Um, and I haven't even mentioned Sheik at all, another strong oh, female. So there's a lot of like strong females in in the franchise, but it's like, yeah, surprising that they don't have their own game because they would be awesome games. They'd be amazing games. They just gotta tap into that, you know? True. Like I I look at a list of like the games where you can play as Zelda. Number five is the CDI games. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you add these CDI games to a list, like, no, she's like, she's like Hyrule Warriors, Smash, 
and then they last week put Breath of the Wild, quote unquote, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like it. I don't like I. I get the idea, especially when you're just talking about Nintendo, where a whole bunch of old men are in a room. Who? Why would I change a thing that works? Right? Like why would I change when you're gonna get millions of copies sold with Hyrule Warriors or whatever? You put as the title where, yeah, Link is still going to be your quote-unquote main character and maybe Zelda gets a DLC pack or something, you know? Like, it's one of those weird things that I would like for that to change. Or even if, like, you kind of do a Pokemon where you just give it to, like, a side studio and be like, hey, give me that remake of this game and let Zelda just be playable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that'd be fun. Like, or even to having, like, a... Like Smash Bros kind of thing where it's just all the girls, you know? Like, there's a lot of female characters in Smash. But they can have their own game. Like, again, all Fire Emblem by themselves can have their own roster that's in Smash. Like, I don't know. Like, that'd be fun to me. Like, just... Like, you have too many characters for them to not have their own games. And it's kind of mm-hmm. sad to look around at Nintendo and be like, yeah, they just either... I'd say don't care, but like... You don't see any announcements about it, really. You don't mm-hmm. see them kind of changing it. So I don't know what to think outside of they just aren't doing it at this time. Right. It's just not a priority for them. Um, and, you know, same with uh, uh, people of color being uh, the main character. Like, <laughs> we haven't even talked about that. Like, anyway, Nintendo, you're not doing great when it comes to, uh, you know, sexual minorities. So let's uh, let's work on it. <laughs> Do better. I've talked about a few of my characters. Puppet, what's your first? My first is a classic. Laura Croft. We can't talk about this without talking about Laura Croft. I feel like every time this topic comes up, somebody says Laura Croft. Um, so we all know Laura Croft is amazing from Tomb Raider. Um, been around since the mid-90s. Um, you know, just just a just a badass. Um but I wanted to mention a couple of reasons why I really enjoy her as a female lead. Um, one is that she doesn't necessarily have any romantic relationships. I mean, she kind of does, but not really. Um, and I feel like a lot of times when strong female characters are um, around in like media, there's generally like a romantic aspect to them. Um, and so as as a like cis straight woman um she is one of the few that we get to see in media so that are are strong and kind of do their own thing and have their own life and um you know she has her own goals and um reasons that she does things and she's good at it um and nothing will stop her at all um, so I, I I really I really enjoy her for that. Um, another reason why I really enjoy Laura Croft is uh, seeing the progression of her um, uh, like um, character build. Her body type um, has been encouraging because when she was first um, <laughs> introduced, uh, we all. <laughs> We all remember Laura Croft back in, I think it was like 96 or something. Um, and those pointy boobs. And that's all that you like. They wanted you to know that she was a woman. And so I've been um, 
you know, I, I've been really impressed with uh, the uh, body type that she has now in the in the most recent games. Um, she looks like a woman. She doesn't like have an actual person. Like, like, an, like actual an actual person. person. Yeah. Like she she doesn't have, you know, huge muscles or anything. She's lean, but she's not like, you know, she doesn't look like a man with boobs on. Like that's <laughs> she looks like a person. And um that that is a yeah, that I, I really enjoy that about her as well and her character. So um yeah, Lord uh Tomb Raider, that's Sony, right? Yes. Yes. So mm, there you go. Saying. Sony doing much on better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, then. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Taz, who's your first? My first character is Senua from Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, if you have not played the game, I highly recommend. It's maybe less than eight hours ish. Um, Senua takes place in the eighth century. Uh, dealing with Vikings and what that kind of uh, mythology um, who is struggling with mental health and in the guise of um, demons, evil invading her mind, uh, hearing voices. And you kind of go through her adventure, you know, destroying evil, destroying demons, um, trying to like get to the get to the get to the front door of Helheim to get your get your man back because you you're keeping his severed head on your hip as like a like a, a token if you will as a as a peace of mind um but you know i don't want to give spoilers or anything but like some of the things like at the end of the game you might think to yourself huh what out of this gameplay was real and what out of this gameplay was in her mind what is what was more of a metaphor than actually what had happened um because you see her story kind of like you see her backstory with her parents. And then like, not only is she, you know, like for being a woman, but also like, especially way back then mental health wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Like those mental diseases were not a thing. You were just lying. Um, Cause it like to an extreme sense, we'd still do that now. Um, but to have her go through her story is just like crazy and having, watching her like deal with it, and fight it is like incredible to see um and i believe there's a second game coming out here pretty soon i believe this year so i'm very interested in that i want to play the first one again um and then uh maybe right before the second one comes out because the story is a little hazy because it's just like it's it's so it's very linear very story heavy um so it's very just go straight forward and don't die um which is great um for those kinds of short games that tell a very strong story with a quality over quantity type deal. Um, so uh, highly recommend checking the game out, but that is one of my favorite uh, female protagonists in gaming. Sarah, what's your first? Well, before you had asked what my favorite Final Fantasy game was, um, and I feel like I need to give lots of love to Final Fantasy 13. Um, so Final Fantasy 13 Lightning is the protagonist of that game, and it is the game that got me into Final Fantasy. I remember I was visiting my husband when we were in college, and he was just hooked on this one game, and he was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and play it. And I was watching, and I had I was somebody who was never into any sort of like action-adventure games. I was always like 
Animal Crossing, the most violent I got was like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> like I was very and like that's like really stretching the bar on like violence. Like I would be like scared to fight with my Pokemon. Um, and then I saw this game where there's this girl with pink hair running around. And I think it was like the third one of the one of the final ones. And she's like literally trying to stop the world ending. Like, obviously, like, yes, that's normally the plot. But it was like a time clocks travely thing. And it was the coolest thing. Like, I had never seen a game that had, you know, a female in it that was that big of an impact. And it sucks because lightning gets really thrown aside as just a broody female. <laughs> um, a lot of people, it's one of like the worst perceived Final Fantasy games. And I think a lot of it, I hear lots of excuses for it. I think a lot of it is because it was their first main series game where there was a female character. And it was a female character that wasn't, you know, somebody like I love Lara Croft. But it was somebody who wasn't her. She wasn't super feminine, but like, you know, also built for fighting. She wasn't like she didn't sign up for this. And she wasn't, you know, built to just be sexy and also a badass. She was a badass and she was not happy about it. Like the world's ending. She's trying to save her sister. Like what? you know what is there to be happy about and it was really cool to kind of see a broody female that had those emotions and it really kind of got me hooked into the game and then they went and they did a whole louis vuitton like modeling <laughs> campaign with her so it was just really cool to see like the duality of yeah like she's a harsh character and she wasn't made to kind of be a eye candy kind of girl but then they also sat there and said well but she can model a purse like, you know, she she's your every woman. She's Barbie, but just less girly, I guess. Um, but 13 had a whole bunch of wonderful female characters. I love Vanille with my heart and Fang, and it is just so very diverse in the types of females that they have in the game. And it's not just your stereotypical, like, she's a strong problem-solving female, although Lightning very much is. Um, it, just having that kind of diversity within them was really, really cool and really sold me on the whole franchise as a whole. So kudos to Lightning, my little pink haired queen. She could beat Goku in a fight. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. I can hope. I could hope, but I mean Yeah, sure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they, yeah, there's yeah. a chance. Like Goku has been shot before, so like yeah, if lightning's like behind him, he's not paying attention and gets shot, would die. Yeah. Yes, you there know. we go. Yeah, yeah. And I gonna go defeats and power scaling. <laughs> I hate power scaling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. The funny thing when you mentioned that about lightning is like the only thing I've ever heard about lightning is the brooding thing. Yeah. And it's so sad. I'm like, she doesn't look. Again, she looks fine to me. Like I don't know. Like yeah. I'm not a big kind of fantasy person, right? So it's like. The one I played is seven. And yeah, I'm yeah, I'm proud about that. Yeah, I played seven. Yeah. <laughs> See, but seven, you're, yeah, your main character in seven is Cloud. Love mm -hmm. Cloud. Um, obviously I love Sephiroth, like with my entire being. But you know, I love Cloud and he's a broody white blonde dude. Yes. And after seeing at first when I was playing 13 and it was my first Final Fantasy and I was watching this, I was like, this girl 
feels like, you know, really broody. She's really pissed. Um, and then I played the other games. And I was like, wait, Cloud's also mad. Noctis is broody. Like, it was those same kind of features that were on a male that were just now presented on a female that wasn't overly sexualized that was suddenly an issue with it. Like, she can have strong emotions that aren't just being cutesy and loving and have pink hair. <laughs> so it was just a really, really cool experience to see. My next is going to be Clementine. Ah, Clementine. Clementine, little cutesy girl from your Walking Dead series that, in their names, what is, what is the name of that studio now? Oh, Telltale. Telltale, yes, who had no money, then got money again. Yeah. Uh, so Clementine. Clementine's one of my favorite, again, female leads. Again, Sam, she doesn't start off as, as a female lead. No, she doesn't, because you have to build that relationship with Clementine because you want to save that little girl when you're, you know, big daddy Lee. And it's like, you know, hey, <laughs> that's my adoptive daughter, I guess. And also I have to fix all the problems, because why wouldn't I? And you get to see Clementine, and again, you get to see Clementine grow up, right? Like, when you get to that second game, where it's just sad. Like, it's just sadness, the game. Of, you're with the two, again, spoilers, I guess? I don't know. You're with, like, the couple from the end of the first game, and then you immediately find out that everything has hit the fan. And it's like, oh. Oh, yeah, we're not having happy endings here. That's right. And you get to, again, now play as Clementine with your dirty hat and, again, do the dumb thing of, like, hey, 12-year-old girl now, maybe? Hey, could you um solve all our problems? Yeah, sure, I guess. I have nothing else to do. And, I again, I love her character. I'm really sad that later on they got away from her being the quote-unquote main character because I liked her a lot as the main character. And then they lied to us at that E3 or whatever it was when you saw her in like the trailer, like, oh, Clementine's back. And then it's like, kinda? Not really. No. You're playing as some other family. It's like, oh. Then you also get like bits of her, what she's been doing, right? Through the other game. And you get to the fact that, yeah, she's our teenage girl who has been able to survive all through this. Theorembus Lee, you know, still has that connection, still gets those flashbacks of Lee. Which, you know, of course, is just there to make me, you know, I'm going to cry because I, ah, oh, Lee is back. Oh, my gosh. Like, is it all a dream? Yeah, girl, it was just a dream. He never died. No, we can have happy endings. And they realize, no, we can't. <laughs> like, no. Walking Dead isn't about you being happy. It's about you surviving, I guess. But I love Clementine. I love her design. Again, someone who also didn't get, like, super sexualized, right? Like, she's, because yeah, she's underage for most of it. But even when she gets to the right age, it's like, no, like she's still just girl who has had who is still making her way through surviving, which is kind of funny how people point that out in certain characters, which I'm going to talk about. Aloy, Aloy, who people don't like her design because she's not prettified enough, I guess. And I'm like, what about this post-apocalyptic time do you think that these women are going to be putting makeup on? <laughs> like, I just, that's not how this would work. Like... Again, if you want to, girl, go ahead and do that, I guess, in your post-apocalyptic world. I personally don't think that most women would be doing that. I'm trying to make sure that zombie's not eating my neck. Thank you. <laughs> but it's just, it's just funny to have that argument. 
about a lot of these female characters, but I'm like, I man, I couldn't care less. Like, is she cool? Does she have like does she have something that I can latch on to, right? Like, and that was the good thing about The Walking Dead of introducing them as a child and then seeing her age up and becoming more mature, kind of mm-hmm. like again, lightning, where she's not what's the word I can use? Like she's not not nice. Nice is like not nice is rude. But like, you know, she's not bubbly, happy go lucky. You know, this is a zombie filled world. Like, yeah, I'm stealing, I'm lying, I'm trying to do the best I can to survive. That's what everyone's doing. Like, sorry that my my childhood was taken away from me because this is happening. And I also saw my parents as zombies. Spoiler alert for the first game, I guess. Like it's all these things that wrap her up, they're like, yeah, I'm a little prickly. But that's because I know me making a connection to you isn't going to help my situation at all. Because if I get connected to you, you're going to end up like Lee did. And I don't want to have that, you know, that heartbreak again of being friendly with somebody and them dying in front of me again. But little Clementine will always be there for me. I hope that one day we get another game of her, but I I doubt Telltale's going to do anything with that franchise anymore. Yeah, that would be my one of mine, Clementine. Puppet, let's go back to you. Yes. Um, okay, so my next one um, is one that uh, actually somebody in chat reminded me of. Um, and it is Six from Little Nightmares. Um, <laughs> the first time I played Little Nightmares, you don't know much about Six. You don't know their gender. You don't know their story you don't know who they are you don't even see their face really um and in uh little nightmares 2 you get to know six a little bit better and i think what i love about six um or as uh they're known as the girl in the yellow raincoat um is that they aren't perfect kind of like what we've been talking about a little bit here um, not the stereotypical bubbly um, person. Six is living a horror, is living a nightmare, and um, does things that shock the player. I remember times when I was playing, especially Little Nightmares 2, where I was like, what? What did Six just do? Uh, okay, that was amazing. Did not expect that. Don't think I like Six right now. <laughs> um, is Six the protagonist or the antagonist here? Um, just a really complex character and unpredictable, but like reacts in a way that a person would. Um, and the fact that you don't really know um, if she's a boy or a girl or, you know, non-binary or whatever in throughout the first game is um it i i enjoy that because it's just a person who is experiencing a nightmare and um you're just along for the ride for this so um that would be my my second um favorite female protagonist and of course i'm gonna throw in a little indie horror there too so there you go nice taz what about you um i'm gonna go with Ellie from The Last of Us Part 2. Um, very similar. Well, I guess kind of sort of similar route in terms of how to how she becomes a protagonist, similar to uh, Clementine. Play the first one, Last of Us, 
protagonist is Joel, adopts this kid. She's kind of middle school, like just kind of super inappropriate, just kind of like she she grew up in this. She was born into this um, apocalyptic world. So she's, you know, kind of just kind of but she's funny. She's hilarious. She's silly. Um, she helps you out in combat and whatnot. Uh, and then years go down the line. You're introduced to Last of Us Part Two and uh, her, you know, sp- uh she becomes a protagonist you know um and she is in fact um uh she's she's gay she has a girlfriend she's had two um so like and, and like so she's not really like so much like sexualized at all so sure there are some spicy cut scenes sure just to kind of add to like the the narrative of the story that it's being told um but she also does not take any insert curse word here um, because in there are some cutscenes where some, you know, some some old dudes trying to get up in her business about her life choices. And she doesn't take that crap. None one bit. Um, she also like hunts down people that like has caused her so much grief and so much hate. Um, and she's she's just a person she just wanted to live her life and she did what she was trying to just live her life until these bad people showed up and now she's not like she's she's not she's not having it um and she watching her struggle watching her her entire story just crumble uh and it's just like heartbreaking heartbreaking especially end game is just crazy to me um the way they did it um I know a lot of people didn't like Last of Part Two. Not a lot of people liked it for their own reasons. Uh, I agree that you played f- for too many hours with a different character, um, but uh, that was also able to actually even see, like, from the like similar to uh, actually kind of sort of ties into Puppets uh, Six in the in Little Mimers Part Two. You play as a different character, seeing Six from a different lens. In Last of Us Part Two, you're playing as a different character, seeing Ellie through a different lens for a little bit, and Ellie's pissed. And you're and you see your story, and you're like, "Huh, like I'm just trying to live my life." And of course, that goes into more of a apocalyptic, who is the bad guy type situation. Um, but seeing Ellie, Ellie's chapters in life was amazing, and I'm excited to see how they portray it in the live action uh, TV series. So. She's my favorite, one of my other favorite female protagonists. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> God, my throat. I get getting emotional here. Um, <laughs> Ellie, great. Last of Us 2, I got questions. I just, I think Ellie's a great character. I wish they would have given, and I'm, I'm forgetting her name, I do apologize, the other person you get to play. I wish they would have given her like a side game before we came here. So yeah. I felt any kind of way. Because Again, not to spoil the game, but like when you introduce that character and what she does, it's like, wait, why? Why do I care about anything that she's doing? Yeah, like, nah, just give me back to Ellie so I can do what I need to do. And how yeah. dare this game not give me the option to do what I wanted to do at the end? Don't tell mm. me that I think about the good times with Joel. Bah! I've been <laughs> killing people this entire game. I want one more, then I can be sad. Like, hmm. give me the one more, and then I'll be like, oh, I probably did the wrong thing, though. So sad. 
<laughs> oh well, I feel confidence as the player though. Yeah. I again, again, I sure. I remember the rumors about that game when it was coming out and stuff that got quote unquote leaked, whatever. I think Ellie's a great character. I liked, like you said, the beginning of what not the beginning, like the middle of Last of Us Two when you get to play as Ellie, as little girl Ellie. Where she just oh, stabbed yeah. fools oh, in the, the museum. Oh yes. My heart. And she was actually the protagonist in the Last of Us DLC. Yes, she was. She was. To see like her even more further backstory. But yeah, the museum scene cried. Oh my god. I straight up cried. Oh like, my god. Yeah, Last of Us is a really good game. I like their characters. I like their storytelling. Last of Us 2. A few things happened that I'm just like, should have asked someone else to help out. <laughs> just hmm. tap someone else on the shoulder and be like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? I'm like, no. No, I don't. Hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Again, I wish that character would have gotten DLC so I would have cared about her slightly more. Yeah. But we're not going to get that, so that's okay. All right. And next is Sarah. Hi. Okay. Um, so the next one I'm going to talk about um, is from, again, the lovely Final Fantasy. <laughs> and I'm going to talk and I'm going to get a little salty. And I want you all to take this with a grain of salt and know that I love you all. Um, Maybe less so at Puppet, because I've been noticing the faces that she's making, and I'm wondering if she's thinking the same thing. Um, Just in kind of this last round, I heard a lot of, like, oh, they were in this game after you, you know, learned them and you developed with this other character after you were playing this male, and then you came to love them, and then you played as them. Um, One of those characters that that is is Yuna in Tentu. Um, I love her. I adore her. I love her little girl gang of her and Riku and Pain and that they're, you know, these really cool, I call it like their Britney Spears game. (laughs) They're just in this really cool, like, girl boss, like, you know, little musician thing and they fight with their clothes and it's like so made for the girls and I love it. Um, but I hate that it's the second iteration. I hate the fact that this couldn't be their own game, that this couldn't be their own girls, that it had to come after they had a male protagonist, that it had to come after, you know, somebody else's story. And the entirety of 10 is that it's Titus going on about, you know, this is my story. And that's his literal, like, tagline throughout the entire thing. And I love Yuna. She is, like... She's a boss. I have a picture that I'm staring at um, of Yuna and Titus together. And I used like their sayings and stuff for my wedding. I adore them, but I just hate that she couldn't get the attention on her own. And I hate that that seems to be, you know, kind of a big theme. There are so many games that, you know, it's the spinoff, it's the second version, it's you play them after you've played as a man and then you learn to love that character. Like, I could just love Yuna on her own. I could have loved her without Titus. Or this could have been a whole different character, you know. But I'd, talking about Yuna, I absolutely adore her. Um, she is soft, she is like a sweetie. But she also summons primals and she takes down people with that. And I love that for her. And I love Riku and Pain in that like iteration as well. But it's just something I give Square Enix a lot of props for showing me a lot of really strong female characters. But there's things like that that just it grinds my gears, I guess, 
uh, for keeping it like family friendly time. But <laughs> it is just one of those things where I absolutely love her. And I love the story that you get, but I didn't play a lot of 10 too, if I'm honest. A lot of that did come from my love of her from 10. Um, so I just, I wish that she had gotten that same love and attention and affection as the first iteration of the game. And, yeah. For sure, yeah. I felt the same way about, because um, I really wanted to mention Siri from The Witcher. Yep. But really, you only get to see her through the lens of Geralt. And yep. I'm, you know, I'm reading the books and watching the show and stuff. And the story is about Siri, and there is so much to her character. But honestly, like a lot of people love her because of her relationship to Geralt, and that's why I loved Laura Croft so much. Is because it wasn't her relationships that were the highlight; it was just her. And yeah. I really wish that you know, um, Siri had. You know, we could just love Siri for who she was, not her relationships to the men around her. Um, so I totally feel that. Thank you for bring that, bringing that up, Sarah. Yeah, and I would have... Ten Two is one of those ones where I would have adored... It, it's three girls traveling to essentially, you know, find Yuna's lost boyfriend uh, for a very quick summary of it. And I wish it could have been focused on, like, a girl power, power of friendship. You know, they're going to beat all the bad guys rather than just, where's Titus? I miss him! And all those kinds of things. And it is just one of those things where that's common. And I don't think that a lot of people, you know, uh, males and more male-identifying folks realize that that's something that we just kind of write off. And, you know, it, it makes me sad because I would have just loved a game like Final Fantasy 15 is just about some dudes going on a road trip. Why, why can't I? Why can't I get that? Why couldn't I have my girl, my girl bosses going on a world tour, you know, being musicians, but then also killing bad guys like that? That sounds wonderful to me. And I, if there is a game like that and somebody out there knows it, please, please let me know. Please, like, send it to Game Raven because I want to play it. Um, but I don't see as much of that. And I don't see many of those from AAA game companies, especially. Like, I cannot think of a single game that would fit any sort of that criteria from, you know, your Sony, your EA, your Capcom, um, all of those big guys. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I it makes me think of um, like Life is Strange hasn't been on our list. Um, and oh, it's because. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, Life is Strange, because... Oh, wait, I don't like those games. Wait. <laughs> right? I So many people, when they're talking about strong female protagonists, they talk about Life is Strange, and I'm sorry, I just don't think that those characters are, are strong when it comes to what, no. what we're talking about here. Mind you, like, I... The first game was great, um, but it's like it's all about the relationships and the actual like badassery that we really want like just doesn't happen and um it could it could very much so especially in the first one it's like you have this girl who has this amazing power but is the way that it's the way that she uses it and the way that like she doesn't have her own person it feels like through the story, like she's doing it for everybody else. And like, it, it it was just, you know, 
I, I hate to rag on Life is Strange because well, there are a lot of great things that it brought to us, but it also just reinstated a lot of stereotypes when it comes to women. <laughs> I love how you were talking about our definition of a strong female character. And I think a lot of it, people are used to when we say a strong female character that they have to just be this badass character. And a lot of it isn't necessarily just that, but just strong in the sense that they are developed outside of their own relationships. Mm-hmm. Like that you know them for something other than, you know, trying to help this person. And that's something that I think women just in general get subjected to a lot is that we're reduced down to, you know, oh, we're somebody's wife, we're somebody's daughter. Imagine if that was your child. Imagine if that was your aunt. But I just... I'm me. I'm mm-hmm. my own person outside of these other people. And that is so hard to find in mm-hmm. a lot of these games. And especially even if they have, like you were saying in Life is Strange, I haven't played it, but I've watched a few streams where the main character has these really awesome powers, but it's not about her. And mm-hmm. that just really sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Taz, you look like you're dying. What's I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many I have so many thoughts on the things that you said. However, I will hold back. We're gonna tussle. Find, we're gonna I, tussle it, Taz. Sometimes we're at the mercy of other people. As someone who can relate to that, that's why I love the game so much. It's like, yeah, I don't have any choices. I have to do everything for other people. Mm. Especially oh, yeah. her best friend, her best childhood friend, then goes back in time, changes how that oh, happens. But then, we'll that. Okay. And then whoosh, and then oh my god. Whoosh, She's at the mercy of, oh, great, these are powers, but now I have to do them for other people. It's frustrating, but I think that is the point. Mm. But I, I hear you yeah. all, women. Mm. I hear you straight up. <laughs> but it, It's hard. Like, I 100% understand that, it, like, in the sense that I am also one of those people who everything kind of comes down to, oh, I have to do this, you know, for helping these folks and for doing that. I mean, that was the whole reason why I'd became a teacher at first and that was like my first like calling in life because I was like I need to help the little ones and I'm subjected to this and you know I'll just put up with all of these things for you know the greater good um but I think it's hard when I see so many female characters reduced to that you know it's I feel like I see it more commonly too that that's when a female protagonist is used instead of a male like when that's the point that they're making is that, you know, well, you feel for this person, you feel bad for them. But, you know, I also just want somebody that I connect with otherwise or that is just a badass. Like, you know, I don't I don't know. Like I get to see so many games of just dudes, you know, chilling and running around and doing stuff. But I don't get to see as many of that with my girls. And I'd love mm-hmm. to just see a cute little girl running around and just you know, swinging an axe for the sake of just swinging an axe and saving the world and not, you know, to help her younger sister or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take this bullet. I don't care. Um, Life is strange. Max is not a good person. I'm not sure where you guys kind of get that information from her. She doesn't know her friend's name. She uses her power for her own good. Example would be girl whose mother is dying. She then rewinds time. It's like, oh man, I heard your mom's dying. And she's like, oh my God, Max, you're such a good friend. No, she's not. She didn't know that information. 
but she uses a power to get around with that. Even her own self at the end of that game points at her and says, you did this because you wanted to, not to help other people. Mm. Because you wanted to be popular. And for me, again, Max, complicated character, sure, fine. I, my issue with Life is Strange is you pointing me towards, what is her name? What is this Max? What, what, is, what is the girl's name? Chloe. Chloe. Yes. Again, if there was an option to kill Chloe again, I, I'll do it again. Oh like, my goodness. God, I don't like that character. But <laughs> for me, I don't. Like, it's, God, the rant about Chloe is long and strong. But when you have the world literally pointing at one person saying, no, 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 she needs to die. Because if you go back to every episode, she dies. Do you then believe that that whirlpool that happens at the end is the last time that death, God, Cthulhu, whomever, is trying to kill this individual? Like, I, you sacrifice the whole town for one person who honestly also isn't that great. Like, you have a friend that tried to commit suicide or did commit suicide, and then she's all like, well, why are you trying to spend your time with her? And it's like, mm. because she's, like, she's going through a thing. Like, and I get it. Like, Chloe's also complicated because her father passed away. I get that. But she's still not a likable character. Hmm. And even, oh, what's the other girl's name that's missing? Uh, something. Nah, I forget her. It, mm. But again, like you said, like, the game isn't really about Max. It's about what happened to said girl whose name, Ashley Amber? Amber? Amber, um, yeah. Something Amber. I, again, it's very, um, Twin Peaksy kind of thing. But to me, it's like Max as a character, for me, we, me playing that game, I didn't find her, like you said, as being a badass. I found her as actually kind of annoying because your power set that you have, you are using to manipulate other people. And sure, that's kind of the mechanic of the game, yes. Mm-hmm. But you also see in her back of her mind how she thinks about other people. She's not. Would you? They're all pretentious jerks. They're all assholes, dude. But no, I would be. I was gonna say maybe this is the villain lover in me. I I want to play this game now, actually, because like I would, I would honestly. Okay, if you follow me on my Twitter, if you follow me on my Twitter, like the three things I tweet about are Final Fantasy XIV, Sephiroth, and Azula from Avatar. I love seeing these unhinged mean like not loving caring female characters i love my cutesy characters i identify with them probably way more but hearing that there's a character that like doesn't actually like take on that motherly oh i care for everybody role and has these like really bad thoughts about everybody else i i i kind of <laughs> i'm kind of rooting for her already like i i'm here for it Unfortunately, she's not that complex. Unfortunately, is she not? but, but she is. No, she totally is. What are you talking about? No, she's about? not. No, she's Max such a is. flat character. What? Oh, are you if, okay, me? if she if she's flat, that's one thing. And like this flat character, not flat chested. I don't. I don't need my girls to be busty. Oh yeah, you no, know? no, no, no. But um, <laughs> but you know, you know, um, but I kind of like that. That's a thing though, too, mm. because that's so common with men like i see so many male characters that i'm just like why this is annoying like what are you doing <laughs> it's kind of refreshing well, to see that that's also happened to a female character I don't, it's kind of mm. giving me some more 
case in the video games world that it's just this is common <laughs> now. You know, we're gonna make a crappy character and they're going to be female this time. Like, yeah, yes, interesting. We have true representation now. I want to know your thoughts, so I hope you actually do play you it. Like, again, I, I don't think that Life is Strange is a horrible game. Again, it's not Omicron. It's not, you know, the worst games ever. It's the idea that, like, example, a girl is pregnant. She goes through her trash to find out that she's pregnant and then uses that against her. That's a thing that happens. That, but that's a thing that would happen in real life, though, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, yeah. just me. I'm not going through so much trash. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird to be like, hey, you're, you're pregnant, aren't you? How did you hear about that? It's like, because I went through your trash and time travel? <laughs> like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. Again, Life is Strange. If you like it, great. Was it True Colors? I think me and Puppet played that one. Mm-hmm. Not really uh, impressed, but. Uh, yes. All right. I'll end with mine then. Alloy, again, from your Zero Dawns, your Horizons. Again, a Sony property of a woman, just saying, you know. Um, I really like Alloy. Alloy is the girls and guys that are kind of flirting with her. And she's kind of like, yeah, I don't really care. I'm trying to solve the problem. And it's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Great. Appreciate you. Because <laughs> like, there's even like a like, like an escort quest you have with these two guy and girl. And like they're doing the argument flirting business. She's like, could you, um, could you two just like kiss and get over with this? Thanks. Appreciate you. Like I, I got things to do and it's not hearing you two flirt by arguing. Just, just get, I don't, I do not care. Do not care. <laughs> and it's fun. Like even with the new game that comes out where you have a guy who is charming looking, right? Like he's looks, looks attractive to me, I guess. And it's still like that, not nah, uh, man, I got to solve the problem. Satan's actually trying to come back, and I, I got to do something about that. So you can come along if you want to, but please don't slow me down. I'm like, yeah, that, that's fine. Like, I like this character. I like her design. I think all that is really cool. <clears throat> I, again, I mentioned earlier, I don't get the complaint about the way she looks. I think she looks fine. Um, sure. Again, in a post-apocalyptic world, why is she putting on makeup anyway? <laughs> but again, I think having an independent character that's just like, I need to go solve the problem because literally, genetically, I'm the only one who can. And it's like, bet. Cool. Like, <laughs> Just do your job, sis. I'm here for you. And I like the combat. I like, again, the kind of Breath of the Wild, but just on the PlayStation you're crafting your arrows, you're fighting different enemies, things like that, which, of course, you fight your metal giraffes and stuff. But again, that's not really the threat. It's always humanity, because humanity is evil and bad. Of course it is. But no, it's cool. It's a cool game. If you can find it on the PlayStation, there is a deal that I think might still be going on that is for $10, and that's with the first game and the DLC part of it as well. I think that is a wonderful value. So definitely, if you can check it out, do so. Again, Alloy, to me, is a good way of having a new generation of main female leads that are just cool. Like, it's cool. they're cool to look at. They're cool to play as. They're not being overly sexualized by, by anything. They're just living their best life, trying to solve the problem. Because if I don't, literally no one else can. And I add... Um... 
I know we were wrapping up, but I need to prove to the world that I don't just play Final Fantasy <laughs> and that I am part of Game Raven because I do like indies. Um, <laughs> the two games that I thought of, and I was trying to think of what I've played most recently, are two indie games. Uh, so Persephone and Hazel the Plant Witch. And it's something that I have been loving indies for because you get to see these minority, you know, characters. It, Hazel is, I think she's some sort of, uh, she's mute, I believe, and she's black mm. and she's a female. Like, and the story itself isn't about that. And it was kind of, a, kind of her being mute in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was kind of more of an open-ended thing, but it was really cool to just see, like, this is who your main character is, and this is what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And Persephone is a lot more lore-based in that sense, but it was really exciting to find these things through indies. It's something that I didn't realize was a lot about the reason why I like these kind of off-brand games. Um, but it was just really cool. They're really strong characters in and of themselves. They're really kind of fleshed out with who they are. And it's not necessarily something, I mean, in Persephone, she's kind of uh, killing herself multiple times to get down to hell, but, like, she's doing it herself and in her own way, so we will take it. Um, And then also a nice shout-out to Raveheart, not a female lead, but the first openly non-binary lead that I have really been aware of in any of the games that I'm playing. Not a, like, well, we way it's no this person doesn't have a gender like their pronouns are they them they are a non-binary human and i i don't remember if they're actually human or if it's some space thing well either way um it's really cool to see that indie studios are doing things like this and giving that recognition to you know so many groups of folks that would not otherwise have kind of these platforms like Nintendo, get your act together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. T- take a take a note from the indies. Take it or, always. Or Sony, maybe Sony. Or so- yeah, Sony. So- yeah, Sony's doing good. Sony's doing good. Does Microsoft have anything? I keep thinking that we're not mentioning. You know, right. whatever. Xbox. Ooh, Xbox. Ooh. <laughs> Xbox haters over here. It's a good thing Eric's not here. He's a oh big no, Hellblade. Xbox. Hellblade's on Xbox. Hellblade's oh, on Xbox. Oh, okay. That's right. That's, there we go. That's mine. There it is. Hey. <laughs> there it is. No hate here for any of them. Just want you to do better. Just mm-hmm. do better. But hey, that has been our podcast for today. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Game Rave Review Podcast. I have been your host, Sam. And you can find me on all social media under Sam Aesthetic DFW. Puppet, where can you be found? I am Puppet Master N, that's Puppet Master E-N, and I am here on Twitch and on all the socials under that name. So check me out. Taz. Uh, yes, you can find me at Taz Level 3 on all the social meds. I stream for Game Raven, uh, hosting a Raven party on Sundays at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, along with Dark Isle and some other Ravens playing weekly party games indie party games they're fun they're a good time as well as uh streaming on monday night 7 p.m so standard time whatever's like hot in the indie world i play i play cool games so uh hope to see you there and sarah hello i am sarah um actually with an r you can find me at sarah sweet b 
Uh, Sarah with an H, sweet as in honey, and B as in a honeybee. Um, on pretty much anything, and I'm also the Game Raven social media person, so you can also, you know, yell at me there and, you know, talk to me about some girl-powered, save-the-world Britney Spears moments. I'm so glad Britney Spears is free now. I really am. Yeah! Um, she's oh. really handy. Love her. And as always, you can find all of us, as mentioned also by Sarah, on the Twitter and Twitch at Game Raven Review and GameRavenReview.com. There's a link to our Discord there if you'd like to join that. And this has, again, been our podcast. Have a fantastic week. And until next time, goodbye.